Welcome, friends. This is the Art of Aliveness podcast, and I'm your host, Chrissy Marie. It's a space where we explore how to nurture life force energy through the path of creativity, curiosity, compassion, courage, and connection. Let's dance. Hello, my friends. I am back again. And my intention for this episode is to share the range of experiences that I've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks, if not my whole life. But but more, the contrast has been more pronounced over the last couple of weeks. And... I came back from a retreat in New Mexico about a week and a half ago. I would say actually almost two weeks ago now. And and so what I wanted to do is share the immense amount of resistance that I've been feeling in my system to everything for the sake of allowing myself a, a space and a container to process while grounding into the very old conviction that I've had, which is my process is progress and my process is the medicine. Again, hearing and seeing people, just being human gives other people permission to be human as well. So this is for me, but it's also for you. (laughs) I trust if you're tuning into this particular podcast, there's some validation or something that you may receive. So... Um, I first and foremost want to name the part of me that thinks this is a stupid podcast idea. She she thinks this is dumb. <laughs> she thinks that there's no value in this. Um, she really would rather have an agenda and not air out all of her resistance uh, to the public at large. And I feel like she needs, yeah, she needs the stage first before I can even continue. So I'm I'm just allowing her, letting her know that, yeah, that totally makes sense. That's totally valid. Um, and there are people out there that are not going to find any value, <laughs> any value in this podcast. And that's okay. Um, there are also people out there, I do believe that will find value. And at the end of the day, what I need to hear in this moment um, <clears throat> is first and foremost, this is about being in integrity with my process and my intuition, which is calling me into this particular share. So I don't need to know all the details, but she really wants them. She really does. <sighs> so I'm going to start with just all the parts of me that have been active the last week and a half uh, that have felt very tantrumy, very dramatic, very real, very sticky, very stuck. And then I want to share some really beautiful insights from the retreat that I experienced. So 
starting with the density, I'm feeling to just kind of do a little bit of airing out the house. I did this yesterday. I had some space held for me, which was very nice. I highly recommend it, folks, by the way. Um, this is why I always recommend having some sort of a support system, whether you're investing in it like I do, or if you have a friend who is um, where you've set up a clear container around how you want space held, reaching out to those people. But gosh, it just really feels good, especially for somebody who does a lot of space holding, to have somebody who's really graceful at holding space for you as in just like being present, being curious, being non-judgmental, trusting, trusting your deeper knowings and guiding you back to that. It feels so good. So, so good. So I had full disclosure. <laughs> I already did a lot of processing around this yesterday, but, and we're still feeling weird today. So here there's that. <laughs> so let's, let's unpack that. Let's unpack the weird. Um, and I, I want to start by saying there's a part of me that absolutely hates being fatigued. This has been, you know what? Hold on. I'm just going to sound check really quick. Okay, we're back. I just had to make sure that the sound was coming through and, and not all really distorted because my puppy this morning chewed up that little fuzzy thing that goes over the mic. So I don't have that anymore. We're just, we're raw dogging this mic today. All right. So I just had to make sure my voice was coming, coming, ac coming across <laughs> just fine. Um, so back to the fatigue. Okay. And I'm still, maybe, maybe, maybe an insight will drop in today. Maybe you'll hear me come on to some breakthroughs in real time, which would be fun. Uh, but there is something about fatigue feeling fatigued that just wrecks me it's like 80 percent maybe even 90 percent of the reason I haven't had kids yet because I'm like I don't know if I'd be a good person and I say that tongue-in-cheek because what the fuck is a good person but like I don't know if I'd be like a good person or a, a pleasant person to be around when I'm losing sleep and that's a, that's a whole other tangent though but there's something about feeling fatigue that really gets me in these deeper, like downward spirals. And, you know, as somebody who has had a lot of energy across her life, like maybe the patterning is I've patterned having energy with being on purpose. And a, and a part of that is also like my core value is aliveness and vitality. So when my body's not feeling alive, when my body's feeling really dense and heavy and foggy, um, I feel divorced from something. There's a part of me that really feels like, oh, who, who even am I anymore? <laughs> what do I have to offer? And that's been the theme of the last week and a half is what do I have to offer? And I think it's great. I think it's a beautiful stroke of irony that this podcast is following my last podcast, which is a conversation with a client of mine where she's talking about all the value she's received from working with me. And yet here I am feeling like nobody gives a shit about my life or what I have to say or <laughs> what I'm doing or anything like that. I'm like, yeah, nobody wants to hear you talk, Chrissy. Um, you know, so in, in, in true paradoxical fashion, we're going to do a whole podcast on that because why not? <sighs> let's, let's pattern interrupt this bitch. And I'm feeling very saucy today. So there's going to be, this is going to be a very explicit podcast, most likely. So just 
heads up in case you've got littles around and you don't want them hearing these words. There's going to be some colorful language in here. So, so I got sick when I got back from New Mexico and I was feeling in New Mexico, by the way, feeling great in New Mexico. Incredible. Love being in the desert, love being in that sacred land just was around the most gorgeous women having a very easeful non-demand time where there was scarcely any scarcity or urgency or um just resistance in general in my body i had a little bit of um gut stuff um like gas (laughs) and all of that and that is something I've always dealt with for most of my life. I definitely have some food sensitivities. I'm just starting to get on top of that. Started to take some tests, confirmed I do have some candida and, and some things going on. So I'm, I'm actively working to uh, harmonize that part of my system. So, but that really wasn't a huge deal while I was in New Mexico. It didn't take away from the experience. But when I got back, I did start to feel very fatigued, very sick. Um, just like it, it was like going from feeling like I was standing well I was on a mountain and I could see the horizon and everything felt so vast and open to feeling like I was shut into a dark closet and just did not have the same vantage point the same perspective the same sense of space internally that I had when I was in New Mexico and I think, you know, part of that was probably integration. Another part was I was moving through some stuff physically. Now, that being said, it's just really interesting where my, some of my protective personalities go when I get to that space. They go right into, there's no value that you have to add. Um, and, And part of that has been, I think feeling also personally oversaturated in the online spaces, specifically Facebook and and Instagram is where I built a lot of my business, where I offered a lot of my uh, like personal story and just insights that I was having insights that my clients have been having. And, And people have come to me that way. They found me, they found that very helpful over the years and still do. But, um, there is a sense of fatigue that I'm experiencing around those platforms that, something's something's going to something's going to shift which is why i'm doing a podcast on it bt dubs i'm like i kind of i kind of love podcasting still so we're gonna go there but also this sense of gosh there's so much going on with the world are people too um overstimulated overwhelmed uh, trauma activated to listen to me me talking right this is the voice this is the voice that uh, I, we get to name right now because she's so strong lately. It's like, ah, uh, like who are you, who are you to to share and like what do you have to offer? You don't have kids. You're not really struggling. All right, you're not um, dealing with any like significant uh, mental health considerations. And by the way, that th- there's like a trend now where like mental health is trendy and like having a, a diagnosis is trending. I'm finding that to be very weird and odd <laughs> personally, but, but there's a part of me that's like, Oh my God, the, she goes right into comparison. She's like, well, you don't have all of these things that all of these other people are talking about where they're like, well, I'm running my business and I've got X, Y, and Z and I'm doing it. I'm hanging by a thread and I'm making six figures. And I'm like, I don't want to hang by a thread. I'm not hanging by a thread. I'm <laughs> I choose. I opt out. I unsubscribe. Um, 
that's not to invalidate anybody's struggles. It's just to say that um, it's been triggering something inside me, this, this little comparison personality who hasn't shown up as strongly in quite some time. It's interesting that she's here and asking for some attention. By the way, I will be giving that to her, perhaps in five minutes, perhaps in 10. We'll see. <laughs> I'm still airing out the house. So who else and what else is present? Um, there's, there's a part of me that feels very entitled to moving through whatever this uh, density is and wants it to happen quickly and doesn't want to do any of the processes that I know have worked for me for quite some time and still continue to. But she's like, no, I would rather wallow. And that's an interesting part of me that has, again, was highly active as a teenager, highly active in my early 20s, not as active anymore, but very active recently. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hello, hello again. <laughs> we meet again. Um, she doesn't want to air out the house. She She's like the, you know, the part in the beginning of the podcast who's like, what, do you, what are we doing here? This is stupid. This is dumb. Let's just sit still and wait for it all to pass. Which, by the way, can be very effective. Especially when my moon cycle, I start getting luteal and I, I'm about to bleed. I'm like, oh, I want to die? Let me just give it three days. <laughs> because I know that this is a hormonal imbalance right now. However, I'm keenly aware that this is something else this is just um this is that protective personality gaining more sentience more energy she's been emboldened because i've just kind of been pretty passive and like letting her run the show so mm. I'm just taking a moment to soften my body because I'm noticing, again, an old pattern of tensing up the central channel. <sighs> I think part of it is just it feels sticky to name her. It feels so because she's she was such a and she is such an intense part of me when she shows up. <sighs> And she has very little patience. Um, I've been noticing her in my relationship with my puppy, who's just kind of nibbling at my arm right now and nibbling at my um, my leg. And and like when she, that part of me is is in my system and very active. I don't want to be touched. I, I want to be left alone. I don't want to. I don't want to be social. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just find the thought of any engagement overwhelming. So I'm <laughs> just just breathing through this this dog as she's like, Mom, like obviously it's the me show. Why aren't you paying attention to me? And she's really cute. That's what's hard about it. She's really cute. So we'll give her a little bit. Hi, Bubs. Hi, Bubs. You're so cute and you're so annoying sometimes. I love you. <sighs> Okay. Oh, oh, she's trying to climb on my lap. Nope, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries. 
Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this real quick and <laughs> actually she's walking away. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. We're back. We're back, folks. So there's this other piece that I'm present to. Um which is the sense of kind of going back to ah struggling with feeling like there's not enough real challenges going on in my life like there's not a lot of active stuff happening and I think that's interesting that the part of me and perhaps others that associates external challenge uh, puts it in this hierarchy as like well if the money is low or people around you are challenging or circumstantially there's a lot of stressors occurring in your life that's worse than if you're just navigating internal struggles and I want to debunk that and just say that there's no there's no real hierarchy to stress um I, I don't believe that there's a hierarchy to stress. I think there's intensity of how it impacts the nervous system for sure, for sure, in different stages. Um, but to compare one stress to somebody else, I just think that's really dangerous. I think it's really ineffective. It's just not helpful. And that's perhaps something that I have been working through as a trigger, just seeing that in the online space, other people comparing their challenges to a different demographic or or just somebody they know or anybody just in general comparing their challenges and and deciding that their challenges aren't as significant as other people's and um and I've just found that to be so severely ineffective um, and it kind of also it, it also leads into the the what's the word I'm looking for well this idea that privilege is a dirty word this idea that if one situation over here is different from another demographic or my stressors are different than yours and then there's a hierarchy involved um, then then I should feel guilty or I should feel um, less than for not having as challenging of an experience and again I find that to be a, a highly ineffective thought form that so many people have been embodying and that I feel rising in my system around like gosh well I just again the comparison thing I think anytime we're in comparison and we're using the word privilege we're generally slipping into a very um, anti-social anti-compassionate um, anti-empowered place and privilege does not have to be a dirty word. And I'm saying this for, for you. I'm saying this for me. I'm saying this as if we have a circumstance or if we have a resource that other people don't have, that's not cause or reason to feel bad or guilty or ashamed about that. So let's get back to the parts of me that are present because I feel like I'm, I'm losing uh, the structure. Not that there's a lot of structure in my process but the airing out the house structure which is just naming the part so there's a part of me that's annoyed with the concept um, of privilege as as the mainstream is dancing with it as this dirty word there's a concept of me that is annoyed the part of me that is annoyed with the concept of comparison and and is annoyed that I'm doing it right there's a part of me 
that is in resistance to my resistance. And that's where and why I feel like this week has been so long because there's been this element of resisting the resistance. And even though I know, and even though I, I generally um, can pace myself when that starts to happen, as a human being, I still fall into those old patterns. And so there's a part of me that's annoyed that I've fallen into an old pattern. Um, there's a part of me, again, that feels like nobody gives a shit about this, Chrissy. Nobody nobody wants to hear this. This is just, this is just more drama. <laughs> you're adding to the space um there's a part of me that's angry with that part of me because it feels like it's regressing it feels like you've come so far in your sharing um and and yet that part of me that's annoyed with the sharing is also annoyed with all the past part of me she's annoyed with all of the all of the progress that i've made she's annoyed with all the ways in which i have shown up in the past and she's like can we just stop doing this forever and ever and ever (laughs) Can we just finally live that private life we're craving? And there's a lot of validity to that. There's a lot of validity to that. I'm feeling more and more that this is not just resistance to resistance, that this is also pointing me in the direction of deeper integrity and deeper alignment with how I share my process and in what format I share my process. And how I build community, because that's something that I'm deeply, deeply longing for when I drop underneath all of the resistance and I ask myself, what am I longing for? I'm longing to make art without it being connected to a sense of obligation or resource just for the sake of it. I'm longing to create in community to collaborate with people you know, I'm longing to jump on a project with somebody who's, who's already established, somebody who, whose work that I value, somebody who needs some support with team members. I'm longing for that. I'm longing to be a part of a team where I can show up and offer my gifts and offer all the wisdom I've, I've been practicing over the years and have some sort of consistent financial compensation for that. I'm longing for consistent social community, which I have, right? That's, this is all, and all of these things are coming together, but I just feel like naming them, claiming them here is important right now. Longing to make art in community, longing for community, longing for collaboration. And longing to unhook from the online spaces to be, to be fully transparent. I really love all of the connections that I've made on Facebook, on Instagram, but longing for a platform where I don't have to see reels or TikToks or just stuff that feels like absolute junk food for my brain. Like I feel like whenever I log on and I see stuff like that, (laughs) now I'm just going on a tangent. I just can't with TikTok. I'm sorry, guys. I know some of you love it. It is like the bane of my existence. I think it is the stupidest thing. Um, I just really think it's junk food for the brain. And it horrifies me, some of the stuff I see on there. I think it's destroying creativity. (laughs) That is such... I I realize that is such a pessimistic view to take. Because I'm sure so many people are expanding their creativity on the platform. But when I just see the same thing over and over. And people doing the same reels over and over. 
like just a part of my soul dies. <laughs> I don't know how to how else to say it. I'll leave it at that. That's just, it's clear. It's clearly a trigger for Chrissy. <laughs> I'm like, can I just have my space and aim again? I'm in this crazy nostalgic state. But yeah, my inner teenager has been quite alive. And so this is, this is probably some of her speaking. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. We've got a hole digger, friends. We've got a hole digger. No, thank you. Okay. A part of me. <sighs> part of me feels mm, soft. Part of me feels surrendered. A part of me feels sad. A part of me feels very uh, toddlerish and tantrumy. Part of me feels out of control. Mm. Part of me feels neutral. A part of me feels nostalgic. A part of me feels curious. A part of me is craving poetry. A part of me wants to blog, apparently. That's interesting. <laughs> There's something about the blogging community that's more my pace than like the the reels and the videos and all of that. I do enjoy more long form. I'm clearly <laughs> I enjoy more long form. Yeah, part of me's part of me's realizing that I've fallen away from some of the things that were working for me around this time last year, which was uh, just taking more space from social media doing more writing, more long form writing. And, and here's part of it is that a part of me feels like people don't have the attention span for the kind of connection and content that I want to make. And that I don't, I'm not quite sure what to do about that at the moment. I'm just, I'm just going to say that out loud. Um, it just feels, it feels tr so true. Like I feel like I'm, I've been spinning around that piece right there. Boom. That just dropped in. A part of me feels like people don't, it's not that it's not valuable, but that people don't have the attention span. A part of me feels like I have to put my best foot forward immediately. And if it's not, I'm going to lose people's interest. That's what it is. That's what, Ooh, girl. Okay. That's what all of this is. And what's dropping in for me right now around that, thank you all for listening, by the way, um, is that I get to do some journaling with my soul, with my intuition around that. Um, because as I'm saying that out loud, I am, I am hearing like, well, you're probably not ever going to be very viral. <laughs> and the people who are meant to work with you and, and meant to receive your value are going to just love it because they're going to be exactly your people they're going to be craving that pace that you're moving at that slower pace that more long form pace like they're ready for that they're looking for that and I think again in full transparency you guys are getting like all of it here we're about to shift gears but I it, it just it feels like I need to be fully transparent with all of the sludge um, 
throughout the last week and a half just noticing myself like scrolling 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 mostly YouTube but like just garbage you know just looking for stimulation instead of being in process with myself all right I did not practice what I preached over the last week and a half I had moments and I will celebrate myself for coming back and coming back and but the majority of the day was just disengaging from what what was in my system and so when I start to fall out of integrity I start to fear like well if I can't even sit with the long form process or the long form of my art if I don't have the patience for that you know then who does because <laughs> I <laughs> just sounds so silly as if I you know I am the gold standard for that which is hilarious but I do have a tendency to like when I feel like I'm di- I get divorced from that from that which really eases my system like reading novels and just long focused um, stretches of writing and, and poetry and meditation or whatever undistracted when I get away from that yeah there tends to be this fear of like well if it's that hard for me and these things are so important to me, then it's, it's imagine for other people who, who might not be, I don't know. Where am I going with this guys, guys, <laughs> but this has been my brain the last week and a half. It's felt very scattered. It's felt very fragmented. So we're just kind of reeling all of these layers back in. So I do want to share, don't worry. I don't need any rescuing. I am, I am okay. Um, I had some beautiful insights in New Mexico that I want to share and we'll shift into celebration here because as much as I felt like I've regressed over the last week, I have also noticed how far um, I've matured in myself in New Mexico. The first thing I noticed is that I had very little expectation um, for and and very little... um, internal stimulation and excitement there wasn't this sense of like oh my god I I can't wait to see who I'm going to become I can't wait to see how this is going to transform me I'm nervous there was none of that there was just this deep sense of you're exactly where you're supposed to be this is just about deepening your convictions in what is Uh, but there wasn't the sense that I was going to blow my my system out of the water and and total have a total recalibration in five days And for me, it just felt like a much more grounded approach to showing up to this transformative space than I've experienced in the past with other transformative spaces where there was this sense of this is going to change my life as if my life needed changing, as if like what was present for me wasn't already enough. And when I walked into this particular retreat, I just knew I was coming in as a whole being just deepening into my remembrance of that. The other thing that I noticed is that it was a very luxurious space and it was very spacious. It was this warm, spacious space. And it felt, it felt, I felt very at home there in the vastness and the luxuriousness of the space. There wasn't this sense of, oh my gosh, I can't handle how nice this is. Like, oh my gosh, I like, this is so, so special. Like, there was def- a definite appreciation. And yet there was also this sense of uh, my body could just receive it. And it didn't feel unnatural to be in that space. 
again, it was just a sense of I'm deepening into more of myself and, and I'm worthy of doing it, doing that in such a space. And then the other part of me that I noticed has deeply matured is my spiritual ego who in other transformative spaces always wanted to be seen as like the good student. And she would always push herself to do like the edgiest thing that people were being invited into. And for the sake of, you know, getting the transformation or, you know, getting so far outside my comfort zone. And that I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that wasn't helpful. I found that to be incredibly helpful for many reasons in the past. However, it also caused me to do a couple things that were a bit out of integrity with my nervous system and just with my deepest truth. And at this particular retreat, I noticed that the edginess, like finding your personal inner edge has nothing to do with how edgy it looks externally. So sometimes my edge felt very subtle. It felt like instead of if we were doing like a body pleasure exploration practice, it was like, don't even go near the genitals. My edge is more about staying with my breath and focusing on the energy and allowing that to feel enough when maybe other people were having more physical stimulation. With We were doing uh, naked yoga right now on the first day I was like absolutely I am getting naked on this mountain I want the sun to hit my butthole let's go and that was great <laughs> and I knew I wanted that and that felt so in integrity but then over the next couple of days I was like you know what just because you started the week doing naked yoga doesn't mean you have to fully undress every time you do do yoga now like that's not the gold standard the gold standard is asking yourself every day do I feel like taking off my top do I feel like taking off my pants like what feels true for me today and on some days it was one on some days it was the other and I felt like I had such a deep cord such a deep connection to my sovereignty in a social space more than I've ever had I just felt so safe I felt so solid I felt very sovereign and there didn't feel like this uh, that old urge to like be seen as like the best student or the best space holder or the one with the deepest insight I I really so, uh, even when I did feel myself like really wanting to share and and starting to tune out of other people's shares so that I could remember what I wanted to share I at that m- moment I would I would decide I'm like actually we're not sharing anymore because the the desire to share is now overriding your capacity to be present and that's no longer in alignment for me personally so I would drop, I would drop the, the, um, the share and I'd keep it for myself. And that's something I would, I would normally never do. I'd always feel like, gosh, I have to share and people have to hear what I have to say because it's so profound. <laughs> you hear me? So I just noticed that that part of me was so much more um, softer, so much more settled, so much more relaxed <laughs> in the space. And and another thing that I experienced that feels like maybe the final piece to share is on the final day that we were there, we went to some sacred land and it was just an incredible experience energetically there. The land has been used for vision quests for, I don't even know how long, for a very long time. And there's a lot of other 
stories to how the land came into the possession of this particular foundation that that now owns the land just incredible miraculous stuff like absolutely wild so we're on the land and we're at this uh, emergence point where the energy lines on the land intersect at this one very powerful center i didn't know that when i was there i i didn't know the backstory to that particular location all i knew is we were sitting at a very powerful place and we were invited to call on the keepers of the land and open ourselves up to connection and communication so i drop in and i ask how can i best honor the land and the message was sing and my first impulse was really like oh it was discomfort it was contraction in my body and i asked like right now and and the response was yes right now this is how you honor the space so i had all of this stuff come up around because i because w- i was tracking all of these insights while i was in new mexico i was like wow it's interesting my inner performer she's really dormant my inner people pleaser my inner spiritual ego like all of these layers of me that have been present in other retreat spaces they're really not and when i heard the message just saying i wondered gosh is that my spiritual ego because i just i want to you know offer people a profound experience and yada 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 um and it was interesting afterwards because we were we were laughing at how the ego would would of course have that story in order to prevent me from doing something that is edgy (laughs) which is singing and but not just singing um uh, channeling really getting out of the way and allowing sound and aliveness and just raw energy to move through me it's very different than like singing a song it's something that awakened within me at another retreat in mexico a while maybe three years ago and it felt completely different to anything i'd ever done in terms of quote-unquote singing and so eventually i just realized like it's now or or we're not doing it and so i said i'm going to i'm I'm feeling called to sing um so i got on my hands and knees and i connected to the earth and and then I just took a deep breath in and I started to make sounds and and the sounds would build and build and as the sounds started to build as like a melody started to form right from from nothingness um, a few people in the circle started to cry and then they started to scream and just just these visceral wails into the canyon we were in and and then I started to cry because um, I could I started to f- just feel the intensity and it wasn't just the intensity of, of those with me but it was also the intensity of aliveness that I was feeling in my body just this deep sense of oh this is the intimacy that I've been craving uh, my intention going into the retreat was to deepen into a sense of intimacy with myself and others and 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 I had many beautiful moments but then up until that point that was a peak point for me where like the intensity of like I was merging with the land I was merging with consciousness and it was so incredibly intimate and it was so incredibly beautiful and it was such a deep remembrance that I cried um 
because it wasn't a foreign rem- it wasn't like a first remembrance you know it was like oh yeah this has been a core thread for you across your entire life Chrissy you know that when you sing you feel closer to God and you've been neglecting your voice as a tool as as the medicine and so going back to longing that I talked about earlier like this I have this deep longing to be using my voice in a medicinal way and this frustration with like my voice isn't anywhere near where it used to be and takes time and uh, sometimes it feels really like I tire my voice out and then when I came back from New Mexico I got sick I couldn't use my voice my I had a sore throat I had all this congestion I couldn't sing so it felt like I was given the next step and then (laughs) it was like and you can't practice for a week and a half you've got to wait And that was frustrating for a part of me uh, because it felt so incredible to have allowed myself to get out of the way. There is a phrase somebody used a while back, uh, being humble enough to be great. I was humble enough to be great in that moment. And it felt so, um, I just felt like I was in such flow. Like, Like I was tapping into something that I was innately here to do similar to when I'm in sessions I've I've had those moments in sessions but there's just something about singing in that way that turns something on in me that nothing else can turn on so so this is my commitment (laughs) I'm naming this commitment here that I am going to be working on just continuing to open my vocal cords just like getting them back in shape so that when the time comes to sing, I can form the sounds that my heart wants to make <laughs> and potentially use them as an offering. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm feeling like my voice is supposed to be used in some way as an offering. Uh, but it feels so sacred. It feels so... Um, seedling-esque right now that there's not much else I can speak to around that because not much else has dropped in other than like nurture this water this seed nurture this gift (sighs) so on that note what I'd like to declare is that all the things that I'm longing for are on their way to me (laughs) and I already have them (laughs) I already have incredible community. I have so many resources. I have the capacity to slow down, to settle, to create space. And that is a privilege that I am so incredibly grateful for and that I get to utilize. And I think the the real resistance around having that privilege is just the moments where I feel like I'm not in integrity, where I'm not utilizing the resources that I have. That's when I start to feel a little bit guilty. So just bringing this whole thing full circle to say that this is... Uh, me full range full spectrum just feeling like absolute garbage um, (laughs) one day and absolute divine the next and that's all okay and I have a deep knowing in spite of feeling these older parts so strongly recently that um, they are teachers and that this I'm being asked to just deepen my embodiment deepen my integrity with what I practice and what I believe in and to maybe even reevaluate that right? to to continue revisiting and reinventing myself and reclaiming and remembering the wholeness of who I am.
And so I trust if you've followed this podcast till the end, you would have, have received something, some sort of medicine, some sort of insight, some sort of permission. I thank you for being on the journey with me. Like if you've gotten to the end, like I really, I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Um, maybe this was triggering for you in certain points. And that's okay. Inviting you into your own practice of airing out the house, if that be the case. Um, if you have found value in this podcast, or if you found value in other episodes, you know, I would love to hear from you. It does support um, my energy in the space. So please feel free to email me at hello at theartofaliveness.com. That's hello at theartofaliveness.com. And then if you are interested in doing some deeper work with me to be more of a full spectrum human yourself, to bring more grace and compassion and humor to life in general and your business, your your work with others, then please feel free to reach out. I, I do have some one-to-one spaces available so you can either email me, check out my work, my pricing, all of that on my website at theartofaliveness.com. I do have extended payment plans for people who need them. Um, I really want to make sure that if you're feeling really called to work with me, that you have a chance to do that at some point in, in some capacity. So big, big love for you. Thank you again. And until next time, play on.